This is CBS News Bay Area with Juliet Goodrich. Hello, I'm Sarah Donchi in for Juliet this evening. We do want to start with that big breaking news out of San Francisco where firefighters are very busy clearing a tree that came down on 19th near Lincoln in Golden Gate Park. You could see from our chopper, the fallen tree landed across multiple vehicles. It happened just before 4 o'clock this afternoon. And you see here the branches sitting on top of cars. Firefighters say four cars were damaged. 19th is a very busy road in this area on any given day. And the good news tonight, no one was seriously hurt. Our Kelsey Thorat is live at the scene where she heard from a driver who was in her car when that tree came down. Kelsey, it's hard to imagine what was going through her mind in that moment. Yeah, Sarah, I mean, there were 11 people involved in this accident and all of them were not expecting something like this to happen today. You can see the scene, just how massive this tree is. There are three lanes of traffic here. They cut the top of the tree off and it's still laying over those two lanes of traffic. As you said, this is a really popular road. This connects the Golden Gate Bridge to San Francisco. And this happened just after four o'clock. As you said, four cars involved. This tree came crashing down. Luckily, no one was seriously injured. This is what it looked like earlier today from above. That really just shows how massive of a tree it is. Crews have been working all afternoon to try and clean it up. But like you said, all of the people that were involved in this really shaken up. We actually spoke with one woman who was in one of the cars. Hear what she described. It was like the moments this tree fell down. And it's slow motion coming down. And then as soon as that tree falls on you, um, everything goes silent. Um, and the first thing that was my concern was making sure that nobody in my car, none of my family members were injured. Luckily, nobody was hurt. Um, there was no blood, but just a lot of glass. And had this tree fallen just a second later, we would be working, we would be looking at a much worse scene behind us than what we are seeing right now. And looking at this scene, it really does seem like a miracle that nobody was seriously injured. This tree, again, was massive. You can see crews have been working really hard to clear it, but there is still a lot of tree blocking the lanes. They say right now it's unknown when exactly they'll be able to open the southbound lanes of crossover here. They have one lane northbound going up, but when we came in here, there was traffic backed up for blocks, Sarah, really as far as we could see. So it's going to be a tough night for a lot of people coming in and out of the city this direction. 100%. Even if they're working at their fastest, that is such a huge mess to clean up. Kelsey, you said it best. It's amazing no one was hurt. Thank you for that report. We appreciate it. Shifting gears now, it's a war that has touched lives all across the world, including here in the Bay Area. The fighting between Israel and Hamas crossed the 100-day mark, and there is still no sign of when the violence will end. Health officials say 23,000 Palestinians have died in Gaza since the war started, most of them women and children. And the United Nations warned that half of the population is at risk for starvation in Gaza. Israel attacked Gaza after the assault by Hamas on October 7th. And yesterday, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu re-emphasized that the fighting will continue despite the International Court of Justice now investigating accusations of genocide against Israel. In Tel Aviv, there was a massive rally to remember the 1,200 lives lost on October 7th and to call for the release of some of 100 hostages believed to be held by Hamas even to this day. Here in the Bay, one man is on a special mission to make sure the hostages, most of whom he considers family, are not forgotten. Lauren Toms has his story. It's a 
level of pain I've never experienced. It's, it's, um, it's, it's physical pain. For the last 101 days, Yoav Harlev has stood on this Lafayette overpass above Highway 24, reminding anyone who notices that Israeli hostages remain in Gaza. Every morning I wake up and I hope, I hope, I pray that I open my phone and I will see that hostages are getting released. And every morning I'm disappointed. For Yoav, the effort isn't just personal, it's family. Of the estimated 132 remaining hostages, Yoav says he knows at least 105 of them. We got to about 105 uh, the last count. It's, uh, it's, I, I don't even want to count. He grew up on Kibbutz Kisufim that sits along Israel's border with Gaza. It was founded by his parents in an isolated part of the Negev Desert. It was also one of the kibbutzim that was attacked on October 7th. I grew up with that knowledge of the people across the fence from us, 100 meters from our fields. Those are our neighbors, you know, and so our job is to, is to work together for this whole region, not just to build walls and fences. His peaceful demonstration is seen by an estimated 24,000 people per day and is attracting dozens to participate by holding signs, Israeli and American flags, and photos of the hostages that remain. Yuav holds a photo of Shlomo Mansour, a man he grew up with on Kibbutz Kitsufim who turned 86 while in captivity. Shlomo is the kindest, sweetest soul. A gifted carpenter, handyman, which thinks anything, um, builds toys for his grandchildren, and just the nicest guy. But there were others early on that unfortunately are no longer alive that were murdered, so I just choose not to go there. Try to bring home anybody we can bring home right now. Others hold the photo of one-year-old Kafir Bibas with hopes to ensure the hostages are not forgotten. I tried not to cry today, so far I'm doing okay. But I learned to cry a lot more over the last 101 days. Here for the people that don't hunt, that don't know, that have an opportunity to learn about what we're doing and why we're up here. For Yoav, his daily demonstration has become his calling, a way to support his home from 6,000 miles away. And he won't stop, he says, until every hostage is home. Palestinian supporters also commemorated the 100-day mark of violence with a rally at Civic Center in San Francisco yesterday. The war in Gaza was on the minds of a lot of people at a Martin Luther King Day march in Oakland. Many of the marchers carried banners and signs calling for a ceasefire. They say King spoke out against genocide, something they think is happening in Gaza right now. Some at the event were marching against incarceration, others to preserve People's Park in Berkeley, the march and rally in Oakland was part of an effort to reclaim the legacy of a man who was reviled for speaking up against conventional thought. 63% of the American population in 1967 hated Dr. King, hated him, because he dared to speak the truth, because he dared to shake the status quo, right? And now he's revered, right? Um, but he's revered in a way that tells folks like me and the folks that'll show up today that we should be quiet, that we should do this nicely. This was the 10th anniversary of the Reclaim MLK's radical legacy march. And across the bay in San Francisco, city leaders led a march there from the Caltrain station to Yerba Buena Islands. That march is a tribute to King's March in Montgomery, to Montgomery in 1965. Thousands of people filled the streets. Many of them came to the city on Caltrain's Freedom Train. It runs every year from San Jose, bringing marchers into the city. 
gave me the opportunity to kind of relive the path that he dug for us and kind of go back through that and just see the vision that he saw during those times. And also to realize that some of those challenges are still here with us, but more importantly, to understand that we're all unified to kind of take on those challenges and work together. The event was put on by the Northern California Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Foundation. This is the Volkswagen Red and Gold Report. All right, the 49ers will host the Green Bay Packers in the divisional round Saturday night at Levi's Stadium. Vern Glenn has more in tonight's Red and Gold Report. This is the Volkswagen Red and Gold Report. The 49ers are 10-point favorites Saturday night. You know, they have never lost a playoff game at Levi's Stadium. And that includes a win against the Packers in the 2019 NFC Championship. But they also know that they can't overlook a Green Bay team that dropped 48 points on the Cowboys. I feel like we've had the best team the last three, four years, and we still haven't gotten a ring. It wasn't about us having the best team. It's about how good can you play in those three hours. And they've worked hard for 12 months to try to make up for those three hours in Philadelphia last January. You see the confetti coming down. You see the, them with their hats and T-shirts on the stage. They're happy, and you're standing there. You're watching it all happen. I can put myself right back there in this moment. The part that sucks is, like, you can't just blink, and you're right back into having an opportunity to go back and do it again. All right, so Saturday will be the 10th postseason meeting between these two teams. That's the most in NFL history. 49ers lead the series 5-4 to four and have won the last four games with a red and gold report. I'm Vern Glenn. All right, Vern, former President Trump projected to win the Iowa caucuses. What this victory means for his campaign going forward and a car flies off an off ramp and into a historic building. What happened to the driver and the people inside of the building? After a half rainy weekend, we've got more rain chances in the forecast, but in the near term, dense fog in the Central Valley is going to be spilling through the Delta into some of the inland valleys of the East Bay and even the North Bay. We'll take a look at the rain chances as they approach tomorrow coming up in the first alert forecast.